Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, happy ninth day of Christmas to all of you. This Christmas season, my children have grown to love the 12 Days of Christmas song. Even little Katie joins in enthusiastically on five golden rings. In that song, a gift is given on each one of the 12 days of Christmas. And so this morning, God has more Christmas gifts to give to you, for you to open and unpack. Today's reading from Ephesians delivers unexpected gifts from God. It's like a surprise gift, which the a surprise Christmas gift, which the UPS man drops off at your door long after you've packed away Christmas for the year. This morning, St. Paul will help us to unpack these gifts from God. And our reading can be broken down into three sections, and we'll follow that in the sermon. First, these gifts were part of God the Father's plan, which were then attained for you and acquired for you by the Son, and which are now distributed to you by God the Holy Spirit. So one of the essential ideas in the Old Testament is that God chose the descendants of Jacob. The Israelites were God's chosen people, chosen and picked out from all of the nations of the world. St. Paul says that Christians are now God's chosen people. Before we were ever born, long before any human ever was, before the beginning of all creation, God chose us. God chose you to belong to Him before you were ever even saved. Your salvation was part of God's plan before He ever created a single thing. This is perhaps one of the most mysterious teachings in the entire Bible. People do not become Christians by their own decision. Jesus said, you did not choose me. I chose you. We believe in God because God chose us and predestined us to be his own. Before God laid the foundations of the world, before any act of creation, we were already included in God's plan. Now, what is that plan. Paul says that that plan is that God wants us to be holy and blameless. He chose us to be the kind of people who could live in his presence. He chose you not because you were holy and blameless, but so that you might be holy and blameless. 
To accomplish that, God also predestined you to be adopted as His sons. That means that God has adopted you into His family. This plan includes you becoming a member of God's family with all the rights and privileges that would ordinarily belong to the heir. We have God as our Father and Jesus as our brother. And this is what God has planned all along. And so why did God choose us? Christians are not chosen because... Uh, that were physical descendants of Jacob. So what was it? Were we better looking than all the others? Were we smarter, more intelligent? Was it because we did anything we did? Was it because he saw something good in us that made him choose us? Was it because he looked down the corridors of time and, and saw that we would believe and then choose us? Was it because he chose everybody? No. It was not because of anything in us that God chose us. It was God's love that moved Him to choose us. St. Paul says that He did it in love and according to the counsel of His will. This is and was a free act of love on God's part. It was God's loving decision and it was God's decision alone. And neither did God choose us to be saved in a capricious or arbitrary way. You, not you. You, not you. That's not the way it is. But His choice is connected with the redeeming work of Jesus. God's plan is always connected with Christ. It is because of Jesus that God the Father has chosen us. The gifts that God the Father planned to give to you were blood-bought gifts. St. Paul says that we have been redeemed. Redemption means to set free. To be set free. Does that remind you of a Bible story? That should remind you of the time when God set His people of Israel free from their slavery in Egypt. Israel's freedom was won on the night when the angel of death went through Egypt, killing all the firstborn. The Israelites applied the blood of the Lamb to their door, and the angel of death passed over, and the Israelites were saved, redeemed. The freedom that we need is freedom, is the forgiveness of the guilt of our trespasses, says Paul. By freely giving himself into death, Christ lavished on us the riches of his grace. Grace is God's undeserved gift. All of the ways that you have transgressed God's commandments, done what you should not have done in thought, word, and deed, not done the things that the good things that you should have done, all of that mess has been washed away by the blood of Christ, removed, sent far away from you, never to return. That's forgiveness. You, beloved, are blood-bought, purchased not with gold or silver, but with the holy, precious blood of Christ and His innocent suffering and death. The Son of God took on flesh and blood to redeem our flesh and blood, to pay the redemption price that was required for us. 
Christ has redeemed us from our slavery to sin by shedding His blood on the cross for us. Through Christ's death, God has not only forgiven you your sins, He has shown that His plan involves all creation. God's plan does not just involve saving humans. It's a plan that includes redeeming the entire world through Christ. The goal of God's plan is to unite all things in Christ. And when St. Paul talks in this passage about our inheritance, he is not referring to going to heaven when you die. That is not your inheritance. I'll pause again and say that again. Your inheritance is not going to heaven when you die. No, our inheritance will be this world. This world. When it's been renewed by God in an act of new creation. The Creator God is not going to leave earth to rot while we float disembodied on a cloud. That's not the plan. God's plan is to restore the whole universe, heaven and earth, together in the way He originally intended. Everything that went wrong with this world will be set straight again. Through this redemptive work, Christ unites and leads the entire created order back to God. When that happens, there will be a new world that results where Jesus is the center of everything. So God chose to make you part of his family, and he predestined you to live a holy life. He sent his son, Jesus, to acquire those gifts for you by shedding his blood. And then God delivers those gifts to you in time by his Holy Spirit through the ministry of the church. Through the church and its ministry of word and sacrament, the Spirit brought, bought, brought you to believe in Christ your Savior. In holy baptism, He marks you out, stamps you with God's official seal. The seal proves that God has accepted us, incorporated us into His body, given us salvation. And you are given the Holy Spirit as a down payment. The Spirit is God's guarantee to you that the entire sum of all of God's promises will come to you in the future when all the details are complete. You have heard the Gospel. You have come to faith in Christ. You have been baptized. God the Holy Spirit has united you to Christ by living faith. And in the meantime, the Holy Spirit doesn't just save you. No, He uses the church's ministry to help you to begin to live the holy and blameless life that was part of God's plan for you all along. So look back for a second over all the gifts which Paul has unpacked for you this morning. God has taken the initiative. He chose you before all creation. He predestined you to be part of His family and to live holy lives. The Son has done what is necessary to acquire those gifts for you. He, at tremendous cost to Himself, He purchased us from our slavery to sin and has forgiven us by shedding His own blood. And now the Spirit works through the sacramental ministry of the church to distribute those gifts to you. 
God has given us His Spirit. And it's a foretaste of the renewed creation that awaits us as our inheritance. So, discovering that you have received gifts like these should change your life. When you think about all these Christmas gifts that we've unpacked here this morning on the ninth day of Christmas, how could you not burst forth into hymns of praise? Merry Christmas. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at iCloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.